Um, I'd like to start with prayer, but if you have your Bibles and want to head to where we're um, reading from this morning, we're actually heading to Deuteronomy chapter 8. But let me pray. Father, we are already so aware of your tangible presence with us here this morning. And so, Lord, as we come to a time in your word this morning, Lord, as we set the intentions of our heart um, continually towards you, to hear from you, Lord, would you help us? Lord, would you open your scriptures to us this morning with the help of your Holy Spirit? And Lord, we just really trust as your people that you have something to say to each one of us this morning, a deposit to make in each one of our lives, Lord, as we finish this year and look towards the next. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. This might seem like an unusual passage, I think, to start, um, to start with this morning, but hopefully it will become clear what I feel that the Lord has on his heart for us today. So I'm going to start at verse 1 of chapter 8 of Deuteronomy. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he would humble you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. This is the word of the Lord. In the coming weeks, it is certainly our intention to bring before you some more specific words about our sense for the coming year as we gather together as God's people here at Vision Church. But today, I really feel that we do have a unique opportunity as we close out this year together to reflect back before we look forward. It's already been mentioned this morning, but as I prepared this sermon, I was particularly mindful this year that as we finish this year together, there are some very immediate, significant transitions and endings of seasons in our church family. As you now know, we farewell today Judy and Peter Thompson as they move to Queensland after over 35 years ministering and serving in our church. And we mourn the death of Keith Gilby. I know as I look around 
the room today that our life stories from 2023 run the full gamut of human experience. Each one of us has a unique story in this year. For some, that has included painful loss, heartbreak, difficult medical diagnoses, family and relational breakdown, job loss, transitions such as children leaving home or starting a new school or university or getting married or babies born or moving house, new job opportunities. Some parts of your story this year have been very much anticipated and some very unexpected. And on a broader scale, if we're thinking about reflecting back on 2023, I am definitely no social or political commentator, but you don't really need to be an expert um, looking back on 2023 to know that it has been a year globally filled with events of profound consequence. And so here we are as the year ends and a new one begins tomorrow. I wonder how you approach the ending of a year and the beginning of the next. Are you someone who has well-established practices in your life for this transition point? Are you someone who, as soon as Christmas is finished, packs away the trimmings, relishes the fresh pages of a new diary or journal, begins to plan and set goals and targets for the new year, Are you now particularly focused on looking forward and listening to what God is wanting to say to you next? Or are you someone who's prepared to linger in this kind of transition place just a little bit longer between years? Do you take time to reminisce and to remember and to contemplate what has been contained within this year of your life? You might do that by scrolling through your camera roll or rereading some of your journal or looking through your diary to see exactly what was a part of 2023. Because to be honest, sometimes it can be hard to work out, what was that this year or was that last year? And then there are those of us who don't really much like planning at all or reflecting that you much prefer to go with the flow, to take one day at a time, and that this transition from today to tomorrow is no different to a normal Sunday to Monday. I think if I was to sit down with some of you in the room, you would say to me, well, Catherine, it really depends on the year as to how I approach its ending and a new beginning. You know, maybe this year you are either glad or sad to see the back of 2023 and that you are approaching the ending of it and the beginning of 2024 accordingly. It's certainly not a unique Christian discipline to reflect back and to look forward. Just a cursory Google search this week brought up thousands and thousands and thousands of articles, both Christian and non-Christian, with various strategies and advice about how we should reflect back on our year and set goals for the new one. And I think it's even as Christians and Christ followers a fair question to ask ourselves, should we even be looking back at our past year? Is that a good and godly thing to do? Working out exactly what scripture says about this can actually be a little bit confusing 
Are we supposed to remember and set memorials and pass on um, our past to the next generation or are we meant to turn and forget and not look behind and to press on to what is ahead? Because all of those scriptures are there for us to find. But the not-so-simple answer is that it's a bit of a both-and. As we consider how we can reflect on our past year, it's important to remember that there is nowhere in Scripture that is implied that we should gloss over a hard year or glamorise it in any way. Scripture is unflinchingly honest about the human experience. Neither are we encouraged, though, to wallow and to get stuck in regret and shame of our past or to be pining for the good old days. And we are not instructed to try try and squeeze a lesson out of everything. As we finish a year, we will all live with some unexplainable mysteries that don't kind of neatly fit into the box of finishing in one year and then not carrying into the next. But as we end this year together, what I want to suggest to you this morning is that it is possible and indeed helpful to take time to pause and reflect on our year before rushing into the next one, regardless of what our year has been like. To remember, to give thanks, to lament, to repent, and to find God in the midst of it all. Our passage today in Deuteronomy, we find the Israelites at a significant point of transition. The new generation, those who were children when they left Egypt, are now camped on the banks of the Jordan River. After 40 years of being led in the wilderness, this next generation is on the verge of entering the promised land. And what we've read today is part of Moses leading them through a review, a looking back, a remembering before they move forward. Moses has already reminded them that their parents had been disqualified from entering the promised land through their own disobedience and testing of God. He had already at this point outlined to them how The previous generation had lost sight of God in their midst, despite there being much evidence to the contrary, and that they had ended up questioning, is God really amongst us? They had looked back, but not with gratitude, but with hard hearts and anger and complaints and accusations, asking, why did we even leave Egypt in the first place? And now as this next generation stands poised by the river with Jericho and the promised land on the other side, Moses gives them some instructions on a better way to remember, a better way to reflect back. I feel that what Moses puts before them can be summed up in this one phrase, remember the whole way that God has led you. Remember the whole way that God has led you. And so, for us this morning, as we stand poised for a new year, 
I just want to bring three simple principles from this passage to help us reflect back and take stock of 2023 in a healthy and God-honouring way. To remember the whole way that God has led us this year. So firstly, as you reflect back on 2023, look for the evidence of his presence with you. Moses' posture before the Lord always seemed to me to stand in stark contrast to the people. They all tended to stand at a distance, but he pursued God. He blatantly declared on various occasions, I want to know you. I don't just want to know your benefits. I want to know you. Show me your goodness. Show me your glory. And he also said to God, if you are not going with us, then we are not moving from here because it is your presence with us that makes us a distinct people. So what we know is that Moses knew and recognized God's presence and his outworking in their circumstances because he knew God. And despite being forbidden from entering the promised land, he charges this new generation of Israelites as they prepare to move forward, look back and remember the whole way God has led you. Look for his presence. Recognize his presence. We know from the scriptural account of Exodus that God led his people with his very presence. A fire by night and a cloud by day. For 40 years, God had personally led them and continually revealed himself to them as the one who wanted to dwell with them, to tabernacle with them as his chosen people. And so the challenge for us as we begin a year and we reflect back on the year that has been, is will we recognize his presence in our midst? We, in fact, started with that very challenge at the beginning of this year. I went back during the week to listen to Andrew's New Year's Day message for 2023. And his charge to us was, surely God is amongst us. Surely God is amongst us. So as you reflect back on this year, where do you recognize God's presence with you? And if, as you look back, there are circumstances in this year that it's a little hard to identify where his presence has been, can I ask you, can I encourage you to sit with him and to ask him to show you the evidence of his grace and his presence with you? I want to assure you that you will find him there in every single circumstance of your life. It is my prayer for each of us as we reflect back on this year that regardless of what it's been like, 
we will recognise the presence of the one who has been there all along. Secondly, this morning, as you reflect back on 2023, would you consider this year in the context of your whole life with God? As the first generation of Israelites camped and wandered in the wilderness, there were a number of times where as they got particularly hungry and thirsty and physically uncomfortable, that they failed to reflect on and remember the whole way that God had led them. Instead, for example, in Exodus 17, as they stood at the dry rock, thirsty, they wished that they were back in Egypt. They had somehow forgotten what captivity was like and they had even forgotten that God was with them and how he'd led them and how he'd actually kept them alive and sustained them so far. Their focus was so narrow and on their immediate circumstances that they failed to remember who God was and how he had repeatedly provided for them. And so Moses, in the passage we've just read, implores this new generation, remember the whole way that the Lord has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. You see, there's a danger in simply taking a snapshot of our lives and making judgments and assumptions based on those, good or bad, actually. This way of reflecting often leads us to draw wrong conclusions about God. Moses knew God. He remembered the whole way that God had led them, and so he has instructed this younger generation. And he brings this different perspective. We read this in Deuteronomy this morning. He humbled you and let you hunger, and fed you manna. Why? So that you might know that God, um, that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And then Moses repeats this same instruction to them again in verse 16, and, and he adds to it, to do you good in the end. To do you good in the end. So he brings this completely different perspective to a circumstance that we know from the passage in Exodus 17 that they had drawn this conclusion that because they were in this dry place, they were thirsty, that God had left them and that they would be better in Egypt. Because they took this snapshot, this immediate look, instead of recalling the whole way that the Lord had led them. And so God, um, Moses reminds this younger generation, don't just look at one part of the story. Look for his good in the end. Look for his good in the end. You see, in their moment of pain, in their short-sighted view, the previous generation had not remembered God. They had not even considered that maybe in his goodness he had actually led them to a place of no food and no water to reveal more of himself to them. So as we consider this past year, it can be easy for us to just focus 
on one thing that has defined our year. And this is especially true if something hard has happened that looms large and just overshadows the whole year. What I want to encourage you this morning, and this is not a glossing over, but what I want to encourage you this morning is to remember and recognise and reflect. Pay attention to the way that God has and continues to lead you in the whole of your life. I want to encourage you this morning that as you reflect back on this year, press into your history with God. Press into the history of God revealed through scripture. Press into the history of God revealed in other people's testimonies. And consider this year with God in its fullest context. Brendan, can I ask you to come back up? And I just have one final thought to share with you this morning as we consider how we can, in a healthy and God-honouring way, reflect back on 2023. And that is to look for the nature and character of God on display. As Moses reflected back and described God's outworking in their midst, And you'll see that that happens over and over again, in fact, through Scripture, where they just remember and recount all the things that God had done. But Moses is saying to this new generation who are standing poised to cross into the promised land, remember the whole way that the Lord has led you over these 40 years. He has discipled you. He has prepared you for the promised land. He has tested you to reveal your hearts. He has humbled you. He has clothed you. He has provided for you. He has protected your feet. He has taught you his ways. He desires your good. He has disciplined you as a father would discipline his son. Don't gloss over that one. There are not very many points in the Old Testament where the Lord Almighty is described as father. And Moses is reminding them that in the midst of it all, God has discipled them as a father disciples his son. He reminds them, do not forget that he is the one who set you free. He's the one who brought you out of slavery. Don't forget that he is the one who sustained you in hardship. In all the circumstances in the wilderness, God was not simply trying to toughen them up or build resilience in them, although there is no doubt that trials and resistance can strengthen us. But what I would put to you this morning is that God's primary motive was to reveal himself to them, to put his nature and his character on display, for them to know him and to be humbly dependent upon him. As Moses recounted to these people the ways that God had led them over that 40 years, he represented God as relentlessly good, faithful, steadfast, just, holy, righteous, desiring of relationship with his people, that God is 
healer, provider, and that he knows our hearts better than we do. He is trustworthy and he keeps his promises. This is the very nature and character of God. And so as you reflect back on 2023, can you ask yourself, what has he revealed of himself to you this year? As you finish this year, what more do you know about his nature and character that you did not know when this year started? So before we embrace the new year, in whatever way that you choose to do that, I want to encourage you to remember and reflect on the whole way that God has led you this year. Look for the evidence of his presence. Consider this year in the context of your whole life with God and look for where his nature and character has been on display. The reality which Moses knew as he prepared this next generation to move forward is that if we reflect back in this way, it not only helps us to process the past, but it actually informs our future because these are things we take with us. Recognizing the presence of God, seeing his working and outworking in our lives in a fuller context than just one snapshot and looking for his nature and character on display. None of us can stand up here this morning and say that 2024 um, is completely known to us. In fact, there are many unknowns. There are things that we have all experienced this year that we did not expect as we stood on the brink of the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023. But whatever comes this year, we have hope because God is there. Our God is the one who was, who is, and who is to come. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. He is the God of our past, our present, and our future. And he is the one who is with us through it all, knows all, and is over all. And this is our hope as we reflect back on 2023 and begin to set our sights looking forward towards 2024. Andrew mentioned that we we didn't have communion in quite the normal spot this morning, and that was very deliberate. So I am just going to take a moment to make sure that if you didn't collect a communion um, package on your way up this morning, that um, you have one in your hands. Our ushers are just uh, preparing themselves for that. So um, give them a wave, and they'll come and make sure that you have one. But I've just felt the invitation of the Lord this morning as we close out our service together that no matter what year that we've had, that there is a call or an invitation this morning for us to respond to Jesus as this year ends. 
that there is an opportunity for us this morning to remember, to give thanks, to lament, to repent, and to look for God in the midst of it all. And so we're going to do that over communion. I believe that communion gives us an opportunity this morning to intentionally examine our hearts before the Lord and to resubmit ourselves to him before this new year begins. But I also just want to give you a bit of space this morning. I want to give you space just for your own time of reflection with the Lord. And even then for you to take communion in your own time, whether that's individually or as a family unit. And I also just want, I've just had a sense of, you know, there's an opportunity for us to respond to the Lord this morning. And so that may be in your seats. But I also want to open up the front this morning. And if you would like to come and just posture yourself before the Lord, examine your heart before him, and then take communion here, you would be so welcome to do that. There isn't a right or wrong way, but I'm calling you to an intentional way. And then as we finish taking communion, the worship team are going to just lead us in one final song of declaration of who God is over our lives. So Father, would you lead us now as we take this time to reflect with you? Holy Spirit, you are already present in this room and in our lives. As we reflect back, Lord, would you just put your finger on those things that you want to highlight to us? Would you lead us, Lord, in your ways, Lord? Show us where we need to repent. Show us, Lord, where we need to let go. And show us, Lord, where we need to embrace. Would you help us now in Jesus' name? Amen.